1: Hello, good evening, thank you for listening. This is episode 37 of the Saturday edition. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 13th, unlucky for some, lucky for others, of May. This week's news has been dominated by the results from York's three-day Dante Festival, following multiple performances full of quality. Emily Upjohn was the star of the show on day one, taking the Musidora stakes for John Gosden and Frankie Dettori by five and a half lengths, which rocketed her to the head of the Oaks market. There are however slight concerns over her tendency to run a little free in the early stages, and here's what Rishi Passad thought of her performance and whether she could put it up to the likes of Guinea's third Tuesday in the Oaks.
0: I'm always taking these trials in the context of what she beat. Um, She continues to beat what she faces pretty impressively at Sandown and at York. Similar to her, the other horses, or the majority of the other horses, the other quartet, were unexposed. And that's what the trials are all about. So I'd like to see her up against a little bit more proven form. And obviously she will face horses with a bit more proven uh, pattern company form. And that's what uh, the Oaks will, will provide us with. But you can't help but fail to be impressed with the manner in which she goes through the race at the end. Slightly concerned about the way she goes through the early part of the race. Yesterday was definitely signs of keenness, um, and you wouldn't want that to happen at Epsom. Um, but she's clearly got an enormous amount of talent and she's a huge player in the Oaks. But whether or not I'd want to back her at a price like that would be a, a bit of a question mark. I think there are a lot of good fillies lining up in the race.
1: Arguably just as impressive, considering it was only his second start, was Desert Crown in Thursday's Derby trial, the Dante. In contrast to Emily Upjohn, he was beautifully relaxed throughout the race and picked up nicely to stretch away from what looked a decent field. He was quickly trimmed into 2-1 for the derby and as well as it being nice to see Sir Michael Stout having a leading contender for the race, it's also great to see jockey Richard Kingsgate have a real chance of landing his first British Classic. Is 2-1, however, too short, as Aidan O'Brien has unleashed some impressive trials winners over the last couple of weeks, including Changing of the Guard and Stone Age? Well, Lydia Hislop gave her opinion on his performance, as well as the comments made after the race.
2: I thought he was really good. That was just his second start. Um, It looked like a competitive Dante field. um, And I thought that he dealt with it very, very well indeed. Some signs of greenness in the latter stages, just going out a little bit to his right, but I'm sure he'll have learned plenty from that. And I was also taken with how... Sort of quietly, serenely, confident Sir Michael Stout was after the race. That was a record equaling with Sir Henry Cecil's seventh success in the Dante, and he's taken two of those previous winners on to Derby glory, and also a horse that's been beaten there in Workforce on to Derby glory. So it is a uh, race that he uses really well as a stepping stone. And he said that the horse he thinks is well balanced, so will handle Epsom. He seemed to be confident that he would stay. He's a son of Nathaniel. I'm so pleased. see what Nathaniel is doing now it's absolutely fantastic and quite right given how good a racehorse he is he was and now he's proving himself as a sire as well oh, the other thing interesting thing he said actually was they had a small setback around about February which meant that they couldn't get into the track any earlier than here they didn't rush him but he was ju- just about ready for this so you would expect reasonably quite a large step forward between this run and his next one which will hopefully be in the kazoo derby
1: Today at York was all about the seasonal reappearance of the incredible Stradivarius who certainly didn't disappoint the crowd by winning his 18th group race. Another to catch the eye was Kevin Ryan's filly Fontaine in the listed race over a mile. She was a maiden going into the race, was quite keen early but did it well in the end and the daughter of Darley's Far looks to have a very, very bright future. This weekend, the feature race is the Locking Stakes at Newbury, where Baid will look to extend his unbeaten record and confirm himself as one of, if not the, most exciting horse in Europe. He's set to face nine rivals. Closest in the market is last season's 1000 Guineas winner Mother Earth, who was ultra consistent in Group 1's last season. Another Group One filly that will be taking him on is Andrew Balding's Alcohol Free, who shone last season at Ascot and Goodwood, and her jockey Rob Hornby discussed her chance with Tom Stanley. She had the
3: hood on for her first run of the year, just because we wanted to make sure she, you know, she kind of did it all the right way round. Uh, you know, small field, messy enough race, uh, but. A little bit longer to, to get cherry ripe and, and get, get, um, get her ready. I just think she might have blown the cobwebs away a little bit. Um, we've been very happy with her at home in between uh, and I believe she's going to run without the hood on this time so you know that, that run would have just knocked the edge off her. She would have definitely come on for the run um, and sand down and without that hood now hopefully that just uh, doesn't dilute any of her kind of acceleration and Uh, what she can do inside the last couple of furlongs. And I was quite pleased to see a a drop of rain uh, this morning in the the Newbury area, uh, which she she obviously
4: enjoys and would appreciate. So, um, I mean, it's obviously disappointing not to have won Uh, last time I sat down. But I think we learnt a little bit in feet and um, we've still got plenty of confidence in that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the ground actually, because I mean, you know, she she was beaten under a length in a quick ground Falmouth, so it's not like she doesn't handle quick. But would the consensus be that, you know, away from very quick ground, she's at her best anyway, and that you just want to take any sting out of the ground for her to be at her best? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, I mean, she is relatively
3: versatile, but I think some of her career best performances have been on easier ground, and um, you know. He handles it very, very well, whereas others
1: might not. So uh, it's, it's just another, another um, thing that can play her advantage. Real World has disappointed in his last two runs in the Saudi Cup and the Dubai World Cup. These were both on the dirt. However, the question remains whether the return to turf will bring about the best in him. Trainer Sayyid Bin Saro seemed hopeful when talking to Tom Stanley on Wednesday.
5: It was, uh it's a point with him in the dirt we give him a chance twice he did not have the dirt at all then now no more he will be uh, from now on to run him in the dirt all the time and um, <clears throat> he went over a mile mile, mile quarter last year or even nine for lungs also uh, and he won in the same race track also the mile quarter last year you know and uh, the, the, he's doing good he worked well uh, Sunday um Work nicely. He worked well. Oh, sorry, Monday, last Monday, and and um, he worked really well over a mile, and he's spot on now for this race. Uh, You know, and uh, I have no shoes for him. I know the paid. He's superstar at the race. You know, but uh, we'll give him a chance, see how yeah, we we'll go, but I'm, I'm happy
4: out so with him. Yeah, you might be bumping into one of the, the best miners we've seen for a while, but there we are. Do you know what? I'm, I, I love that you ran him on the, the dirt, you know, being a fan of of, um, of, of dirt racing. I, I think it added so much intrigue to the two dirt contests he ran in in Saudi and Dubai. The fact that he was such a good turf horse and the question was, would he handle it? We know the answer to that now, but is there a... Is there a worry that it might have left a mark on him in any way? The fact that he 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 ran two two races on the dirt and didn't handle it, or do you feel he is you know he's absolutely fine back on the turf off the back of those runs?
5: No, I mean uh, in the, uh, like if you look for our record, as horses, our horses, we run them in the Bay World Cup. Uh, like uh, I won nine times Bay World Cup. Majority of this horses winning. the are horses. But we take them back to Dubai, we run the Black Maktoub Challenge and different, race, uh, different services uh, there. They handled it, they were in big, big races. But um, <clears throat> at that time, I mean, uh, this year we run him in uh, Zabil Mile, over Mile, and um, Danny, who rode him, won with him. Then that wasn't the time enough between uh, Zabil Mile to Saudi Cup. Then uh, just went to try him, we can handle the uh, Dubai. But you know, we take a chance, we run him in. in um, Saudi then um he jumped slow then he missed the break then we say, okay i'll give him a chance again but the reality after they woke up we, we know he's not he don't like the the deals. then that's it then no more try then um
4: i think then the therapy uh, he's, we know he's a different horse and, and just, just looking ahead, obviously, you know, he's, he's run over further and won over further in the past. Is he an out-and-out miler this year, do you think? Or, or, or could you go back over further?
5: I like, I, I believe always this horse is a mile and a quarter. You know, but he, he went over uh, nine for loans. Then uh, he won also Group 2 in France in a mile. But in Newbury, he won a mile and a quarter also. You know, he won, uh, he's not a sprinter but as a mile, distance is good for
1: him to start. Also running in the Godolphin Blue this weekend is the enigmatic Yabir, who is in America for the Man Stakes tomorrow evening. He's two out of two when running in the States, including his swooping run in last season's Breeders' Cup turf. And although he was beaten at Newmarket last time, he had excuses and Charlie Appleby was keen to stress that he'd improve significantly for the run. Traveling head lad Chris Connett has again travelled with the horse, and Tom Stanley asked him why it is he's so fond of your beer. Um, he just got so much personality. And, um, he yeah, he just comes across. He's, he's his own man, um, but you know he, he yeah, he's, he's got some quirks, and I guess
6: I just like that, that about him. You know, he's not straightforward, but he when he runs, he he
4: puts his arm on his sleeve and he, he puts it all out there for you. Uh, honestly, if he'd, have, if he'd have won in Dubai from where he was positioned in the Shima Classic, I think, I mean, I, I, it would have been the, it was a remarkable run anyway, but to try and do it that way, I just thought was was absolutely jaw-dropping, to be, to be completely honest. You can't change that about him, can you?
6: Uh, no, you, you know, the... He, he he likes that kind of run style, and unfortunately in Dubai they they, they didn't go a, a great pace, but he, he he still had that kick, and he really pushed off, and he, he nearly nearly got there. Unfortunately, I, I screamed as I was watching the TV. Um, <laughs> but you know he, he's, he's somewhat horse. Awesome.
4: What is it about America that, that you think works for him? Um,
6: I think I think he kind of might just kid him into it, you know. Um, going around two turns, two, three turns, he, he, he's not just running in a straight line, it keeps him interested, and, and then you get that nice bit of cover, and then when he peeled
4: out, he, he's like, okay, it's rock and roll time, here we go, and hmm. um, so I think that that's, that's really what suits him. Hmm. Does, does, he, does he just travel really well, like, is it, you know, on, on the plane, he does everything you want, off it, he's, all, you know, almost um, home from home?
6: drank a lot, he went into his hard feed, hay as well, he's he, he just a, a real pro at travelling these days, um, you can ask for, for more than that really, um, and he settled in here at Belmont, we, we did our 42 hours in uh, quarantine in the barn and he went out to the track this morning and you'd have thought he'd been doing it all his life, he had a pony to lead him around but you know he's very happy out
4: here. What's it like for you, Chris? Doing doing that sort of flight, like just just you know, take me through your your role on the particularly the longer trip, Frankfurt to America. Um, well, we we always have um, like a, a jana
6: flying groom, so I'm i there assisting them because they're the professional that flying these horses, so they they do the real job and they know it day in day out. But, um, Charlie likes me to be there just because I know the horse and just kind of oversee that. So we, we put them into um, air stalls, put um, the and we can give them feed. They can ideally, especially with our horses, we can get them to uh, get their heads down and have some hard feed and pay off the ground, which will, helps with any kind of travel sickness. And um, we provide water from time to time to them um, just so we know exactly how much they're drinking. Um, but you, you try and leave them alone as well, It's, it's, it's like yourself, if you're on a, a long flight, you don't need the air host, uh, oh. air
4: stewardess or steward coming along every two minutes going, would you like a drink, would you like a drink, or food. Um, I guess that so you, that you, really depends who you are, Chris, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is true. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we,
6: we just kind of look after them and just make sure they have what they need.
4: Yeah. Try and prevent any um, anything going wrong. Really, mm.
6: it's a it's, it's a it's a long old trip. Um, the trip out here, I think, it, from box to box, it was about twenty two hours all in, which is quite quite a long time for, to travel the horse for. But um, the horse took it well, and uh, we get looked after on the flights as well. So um, yeah, you
1: can't complain too much. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the racing over the weekend and maybe we'll be a bit closer to finding out whether Baye really is the best miler since Frankel. Nick will be with you on Monday morning with all the fallout from the weekend and the latest news. Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily brought to you in association with Fitzdares.